spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Mean Old Lion Media presents Wardrobe Boss. All right, guys, we're back with part two of men's bespoke suiting. You will learn so much. Cesar Renouan is such a great suit maker, and you'll learn a lot from him. So thanks for joining us. So do you have, I know that you travel, but you also have a shop. You have a standing shop and you travel to people. No, I I, I only travel. So uh, what I do is I try to provide as much value as I can by reducing my overhead. Right. So I don't have a brick and mortar. So that means I don't necessarily have to pay rent. I don't have to pay utilities. All of those costs do not get passed on. Right. So the way I work is I go directly to my clients uh, and I go I, I have a conversation with them, especially my first time clients. This is how it goes. I'll have a conversation with them, you know, before anything happens, just to understand why we're why they they reached out, understand, you know, what the need is, if it's a specific event, um, you know, what they're looking for, and then beyond that, understanding more about them, what do they do, uh, what is their social uh, life like? Because yes, they're coming to me for for a particular reason, whether it be you know a particular event or they need to replace something, um, but for me. Like I said before, I'm trying to build a relationship to make sure that I'm adding as much value to them and giving them as much education and making sure that they're spending money in the right places. And I can only do that if I know about them, because if if they're not in more formal settings and they're really not in that circle where they're going to be, you know, using a lot of suits, you know, then maybe I can gear them towards something casual and then just kind of step up their, you know, streetwear or, or, or a casual game without because I make things other than just suits, right? I, 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 I can make sure that you're as versatile as possible. And again, I can still add value. Or if, you know, we're looking to revamp a whole wardrobe because somebody lost 100 pounds. These are all things that I need to know in order to make sure that I'm guiding you in the right direction. And, you know, it, it, it's money well spent. So after you do your, let's say, discovery call, right? That's what I do. That's what I call yep. it. I call it a discovery call. My consults um what what else do you make like i know shirts are so important you know fit of a shirt and the fabric are so important so what is besides your suit what's your second best seller that's an absolute must have shirts like you said i mean because it's the perfect compliment um one of the biggest things that uh i get complaints about you know from you know guys on on what don't they like about their wardrobe is whenever they're wearing a suit jacket, you know, they're always kind of picking up their collar to make sure it stands up. And I had that same issue. So when I, you know, have my tailors make the shirts, I have them double reinforce the collar. So it makes a bit of a stiffer collar. Uh, and what that does is it makes sure that the, the suit jacket stands up the collar to make sure that they never have to, you know, pick it up. And, you know, it goes with everything, right? It's not only the stiffness of the collar, it's also making sure that the jacket lands in the correct spot to make sure that the collar 
point is long enough to where it touches that lapel so that the jacket can do its job. So all these things need to be working in harmony in order to, to create the, the right look and make sure that the you know my client or, or whoever is, is not constantly adjusting because things are moving, right? You should be able to put it on and not even think about it. See, now that excites me because I just learned something. I did not know that. And as you know, this is an audio podcast. It's not a visual podcast. But as I'm looking at you, I can see your shirt yep. doing what it's supposed to do. And that's something so valuable for me to know, because usually um, I'll guide clients to say, OK, well, get, you know, a Tom Ford or and that doesn't mean because it's a Tom Ford that it's doing what it has to do. So you see, this is a great education that I wanted my clients to have, but also it helps me better prepare for them. So that is a tip that I did not know. Oh, so my pleasure. Thank you. Can we talk a little bit about fabrics? I know fabrics are super important. And one thing that I know, I looked up your site and I was really like so happy when I saw that you use super 110s to super 150s. And I think most, right, most people use super 110s to super 120s. Yep. That's a thread count. And so um, that's exactly in the range that a client should be looking for. So... How can our listeners know, how can they be sure that they're going to get the fabric that's promised? Like, how can you educate them and listen, this is how you know if your wool is, right, this kind of wool mm -hmm. or that kind of wool, because Seville does it this way and Italians do it that way. So can you help uh, us with that? So, yes, absolutely. So first, what do those super numbers mean? So those super numbers are, you know, the equivalent of like a thread count when you're, when you're looking at and what those super numbers identify is the diameter of each fiber that's in that particular fabric, right? So it's, it's a little backwards where the lower the number, the actual thicker the, each individual fiber is. Uh, and the higher the number, the, the thinner it is, right? What that translates to once you have the actual fabric is the lower the number, it's going to be a bit more coarse. And the higher you go, the finer and softer it's going to feel. So the closer it is to silk, right? So what does that mean if I'm buying a suit? Do I go for the silky one or do I go for, you know, the, the, the you know, coarse um, workhorse item? Well, depends on what you need, right? Uh, but you have to know that with those, uh, with that difference in texture comes also increased, um, it becomes more delicate. Right. So the, the, the higher the number you go, the more delicate it is. And then it's a little harder to take care of. Right. If you're going to if you need a workhorse suit and you have two thousand dollars to spend on one workhorse suit and you're going to wear it every day, you're going to burn that money by going with the higher super number. But if it, for example, a, a, a tuxedo or something that, you know, it's going to get minimal wear out of. By all means, you want to get the luxurious look, go for the higher super number, and, you know, it, that's money well spent. But for most clients, to, you know, that I have, I gear them towards 110 to 130, you'll be good, right? Uh, if you have, you know, your, your nicer, you know, statement, go up 150, and then if you want anything higher than that, 
I can get I can get you whatever you need. But that's usually the wheelhouse that I work with, and the reason why you know uh, uh, I'll have that conversation uh, with them and, and let them know, hey, this is what that means. Now to your question on how do they know? The price is usually going to let you know, right? The higher the number you go, typically you know it, it, it's going to to go up in price. Now that said, it's like you go into to a high-end restaurant and they show you the steak, right? Uh, it's the same with, with the, the high-end fabrics, right? The high-end fabrics usually come with a label. So whenever you get a branded high-end fabric, once the suit is made, the label should be placed on the jacket as well with the actual super number. Nine times out of ten, they'll actually have the super number um, on that on that label. Uh, so when you get it, you, you can see that's what I paid for. Something that you're only paying a few hundred dollars for, you're not going to get that level of transparency because you get what you pay for, right? So so that's that's essentially, you know, uh, uh, how those super numbers come into play and, and how you can make sure you're getting what you pay for. Thank you. Thank you. Great answer. Thank you. What is your mantra on how a suit should be cut? Proportionate, proportionate, proportionate. Okay. Everything should be in proportion. If I ask you to describe to me a 1970s suit, you would be able to do that fairly quickly, right? Describe mm-hmm. to me a 1950s yes. suit, like the Mad Men. The Mad Men, they're going to be skinny yeah. lapels, skinny ties, all that. 1970s, everything is huge, right? So you're easy, right. it can be easily identified the era in which that suit was made and used, right? However, if a suit is made to the proper proportions of the person who's wearing it, you can't tell when it was created. You can't tell when they bought it. They bought it last week or 20 years ago. Doesn't matter. It's proportion. So whenever I deal with, you know, my client, they're like, oh, I want really skinny. I want, hey, you're 6'4", 250. You don't need skinny lapels. It doesn't, it's going to make you look bigger, right? You could point to, to the NBA drafts over the years, right? And, and and how that's evolved. I mean, it's kind of gone the other side to where everything's just super tight and, and, and all that. But I think we're coming out of the other side. But um, as, you know, people are getting more and more educated and, and, and paying attention a lot more to formal wear, uh, I think you're going, you, we've seen a evolution of, you know, proportions, you know, coming back into, you know, the conversation of how things should fit. Because at no point do I want anyone to go back to, you know, the kings of comedy, you know, 12 buttons on a suit and wide pants. Like, it, it, it's just not, it's not a good situation. So, you know, uh, my mantra with everything is proportions. I want to make sure it's proportions. That said, you know, I've been known to kind of go, you know, a bit wider or whatever. But again, that's that's more expression, personal, you know, and, and I'm making them one-off pieces, right? But if I'm creating staples for my wardrobe in order to go to different social or, or, or business events, my business suit is completely different than my, you know, weekend, you know, leisure suit. And I'm really glad that you said that because I, um, I do encourage my clients to buy like that because really that makes your investment last longer because you don't want a dated wardrobe and the more classic and streamlined you can stay, right? Then you will, you will have that piece longer because 
you know, I think fashion, it's just like you said, fashion, you keep it on when I want to be stylish. I want to be fashion guy. I want, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I celebrate that all the way. But when you're investing in a suit, I agree with you with the streamline and that cut the cut that is. Yeah. I, I thank you for answering that. I did not think you were going to say that, but thank you. Cause it makes perfect sense. Do you keep like a digital pattern for each client? Is that how, like, if they're like, Oh gosh, I love this suit so much, Caesar. I'm ready for yep. my next. I, I, I have clients that, you know, they, they live their lives. So they move. They're not always going to be able to, to have me, you know, um, remeasure them or anything like that. So I keep a digital pattern for all, all of my clients so that, you know, if they buy a suit from me today and this has happened and then they contact me five years later and said, hey, I, I, I ripped it or, you know, something happened to it. Can I get it replaced? Assuming I still have that fabric in stock, they get the exact same suit, right? And and the process for any adjustments that are made, whether, you know, we go in for the first time, I measure you up, and, this, and we have to make some slight adjustments on the first suit, I take those adjustments into account onto your profile to make sure that the next suit is plug and play. Anything else that you order from me, it's, it's, it's already set. Um, I've already taken those adjustments because I don't have to, you know, cut twice. So yeah, I, I have, I have a, a lot of clients that are uh, either out of state or out of the country that, you know, they're able to order through just text messages and just send me, Hey, I, I need a blue, or they send me a picture of a color or even their, their partner's dress or, or outfit and said, Hey, I need something to match this. No problem. Cause not almost, not only do I make it, I help design and I help structure the wardrobe to make sure that they're able to, you know, uh, uh, use it to the best of their ability. So Caesar, when you make a suit, your name goes in the suit. Am I right? Okay. So I'm buying a suit from you. I'm buying a a Caesar Renoir suit and that's what I'm wearing. Correct. So now how, how, what do you do in a situation where, because right, your Mm -hmm. name is on that suit, your style, what you want to show to the world is on your suit. So what happens when some guy comes from, he's some new guy on the Knicks, the Nets, whatever, right. And comes to you and is like, well, I want that suit. That's like a suit, but then it's short. And you know, you're like, that's ridiculous. I mean, you can wear that if you want, but that's ridiculous. And what do you do in a situation like that? Do you represent that because that's what the client wants? Or do you say, that's great, but that's not what I do. So go to the next yeah, guy. I mean, I, I would, um, I, I'd flush that out within the first conversation, that discovery conversation, right? Or when they tell me, you know, what they're looking for. And I would say, hey, that's not something that I necessarily offer. Um, but I can definitely point you in, in the right direction of, of other people that do what I do that would be able to accommodate that. Uh, because, you know, for me, everybody should be able to eat. So even if you don't, and this is a conversation I always have with, with my first time clients, it's like, hey, you know, even if you don't get anything else from me or you don't get anything, at least you'll come out the other end knowing what questions to ask um, and how to make the right decision, right? Because at the end of the day, I want to, you know, try to make sure that we're bridging that gap that has been created over the past few years once, you know, t-shirts and jeans became the norm. Um, You know, and not saying that everybody should go back to wearing suits 24-7, but there has been a significant drop in the menswear knowledge. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, uh, I'm doing that one person at a time. 
you are, you are, and you're doing that right here, right now. And uh, another reason, you know, why I wanted to speak to you because I really believe that that shouldn't die or it shouldn't die the way it's dying now. Like it shouldn't be, it should always um, stay at the same standard. It should always be esteemed. It should always be something to aspire for. Again, I don't care what your economical Mm -hmm. background is, but this is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation because, and in case in point, you know, you took someone who he's a dapper guy, he's an icon, he's a worldly guy. He's, we can say so many things about this guy, right? But, you know, I loved that because of the work he does, because of what he's known for, he's looked at Mm -hmm. in streetwear clothing. And then usually those guys, and I'm not, no offense to them because I know many of them, right? We probably know a lot of the same people, right? But those kind of guys or, or guys from, you know, certain kind of men, it doesn't translate when they put on a suit because exactly what you said, you've got to know. When I saw that picture of him in that suit, mm-hmm. I've seen him in many suits before. I was over the moon because I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Look at my boy. Look how good he looks. And if people only know how old he is, and I'm like, look how good he looks. He's putting men mm-hmm. to shame out here. How good looks. And then when I saw the inside of the suit, I mean, I was, I wanted to pick up the phone and call him and be like, yo, <laughs> let's talk about the suit. Let's have a conversation about nothing but the suit. And so, you know, that is why I wanted to talk to you because that excites me. And I'm a mm-hmm, woman. Mm-hmm. I don't wear men's clothing, but I want men to know how important it is to feel good in their clothing just as much as women. It's important. It's, um, it's a game changer. It's a confidence booster. It's all of those things. And, you know, I, one thing that I will say that really makes me happy is I really see men stepping up and into their style a lot now. And even if it's not like whatever, your taste is a, is a personal thing, right? But I love seeing men stepping into it. And I love seeing them giving like when they're out with their woman and they look just as great as her. Like, I really like to see that. I'm like, we should be there. Let's keep going. No matter how much streetwear is exploding, like let's keep that going, right? Because I think that is absolutely fantastic. I'm sure you give tips on how to care for the suit once it's purchased. What's the question that I didn't ask you that I should have asked? Uh, you? Why should anyone buy with me? <laughs> Great Let's well, get to I it. Mean, like I said, I, I, I try to make sure that, you know, I, I'm solving a problem, uh, filling a gap or at least educating someone on you know uh, what they should be getting um, or the right questions to ask. I try to make sure that I spend my client's money like I spend mine and make sure that we're making things that are as versatile as possible uh, where you can get, you know, uh, the most bang for your buck. And I, I try to do my best to make sure that, you know, for special events or or situation like uh, Legs where he just sent me a, an old picture of him and I took that and, you know, I, I ran with it and put the Puerto Rican flag and did all that, um, which is not something that he asked for or anything. It was just, you know, um, those are things that I enjoy because, you know, I'm able to uh, do something a bit more creative and, and, and add more value. And, and that's what I really enjoy doing. And like I said, I, I'm even, even if it's not 
you know, with me, I want to make sure that, you know, my clients have me as a resource, um, you know, for any questions, right? Uh, hey, does this color go with that? I get I get text messages all the time just asking to make sure that, you know, that the, the colors match, that it's appropriate, or just have a quick catch up on some events that are coming up and some uh, combinations that they can put together because I have like a photographic memory. So I have everybody's wardrobe is already in my head. I already know, like, you know, what the fact, I know what they're missing. I know what they have. I know, you know, uh, I'm there. So um, they know that they can call me and say, hey, remember that, those pair of cream pants? I'm like, yeah, no, I know exactly that. You know, what goes with that? Oh, well, you have the navy blue that I gave, uh, that I made you. You have that window pane that goes great with it. And I can rattle off a bunch of different outfits um, for them to actually be able to go into the closet and, you know, uh, be able to, to create an outfit. And one thing that I always, always, always ask my, my first time clients or even existing clients is, is for guys to really do a closet audit. And what I mean by a closet audit is go in, donate, get rid of anything that you don't wear. Because a lot of times it's like, hey, I don't need a gray suit because I have a gray suit. I don't need that because I have, but you haven't worn that. It, it, it stayed there for the past five years. I mean, granted, the last two years don't count, but it stayed there for the past five years and you haven't worn it. It's time to, to let it go. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, that once you do that, then you have a better idea of what your needs are. Uh, so then you can then build from there. Um, and one thing I wanted to mention just around cost, because I know that everybody can't afford uh, to, to get something custom made. Uh, it's really about fit. Right. So if you can get something thrifted, just make sure you go to a, a good tailor and you can spend the money on the tailoring because um, that's going to be less than, you know, you buying something to have it made if you can't afford it. Um, but there's really shouldn't be an excuse not to look good because I guarantee you that person that says, hey, they can't spend, you know, you know a few hundred dollars on, on, on something custom made also has well over $2,000 of shoes and sneakers in their closet that they can run around in. So um, you should be able to make it work and, and have your priorities in order. Well, that was a great question and glad that you answered it. Also, I think that to add to what you said, you made an excellent point that people should go in their closet and edit and audit. But here's the thing. People get stuck there. That's why I have a business because people get stuck there. And perfect example, I have a client who I've actually wanted to, to have you meet him because that's his next step. We'll get there when we get there. He's traveling. But um, that was my whole purpose of wanting to call you. And then my idea was, well, since I'm not going to have time to get a suit made for this person, I'll do it for the next suit. And um, But in the meantime, I'll have him on my podcast. And so some people need to get to that point. Some people they'll get it right away. We'll say, no, this doesn't, you know, because they think, oh no, but I spent this much money on that. That's Tom Ford. That's Chanel. That's Armand. That doesn't mean because it's that, that it still works. Sometimes it doesn't work. You may have gained a couple of pounds. You may be working out. Your body's different. Your shoulders are different. That's why this is important. And so some people, I can easily say, no, this is what you do. And they'll listen. And some people I have to coach I have to move. I have to work mm -hmm. with until they get there. And that's 
play because it's the process is about finding your own authenticity, right? So um, I'm really glad that you said that because people need help. Yep. Um, that's where they get stuck in the closet. And so anyway, it's sometimes you need coaching is what I'm saying. I say that to say sometimes you need coaching and you need someone like you or like me, and I'm not tooting my own horn. This is what I do. This comes from confidence. I know what I'm talking about. I know about clothes. I know how they fit. I know not as much as you in your arena, but I know enough to guide them in the right way, even to guide them to you if you're the next level than I am. You understand? And so this, these are your takeaways. Everybody who's listening, these are your takeaways. You have two professionals here. And you know, the one question I didn't ask you that I ask all of my guests, but I kind of didn't want to dive in there because I knew how much rich information you had that I almost felt like maybe I'll ask it. Maybe I won't. And the question I always ask people, how did you get into this? How did you start? You know, where did you study at? So I guess that would be my last question. And you can answer that any way you want. So I had uh, a number of years ago, I had something made. Um, it was my first uh, first item that I ever had made. And uh, it came from me. Again, I, I, I'm not any different than, than anybody else that I described as far as having that knowledge gap. Like it, this is not, I didn't come from a, a family of tele- tailors or anything like that or, or come from that knowledge base. My father was in the military and moved around a lot. Um, so for me, you know, my education on, on, on fashion and all that were my peers, right? You know, I was, you know, Jordans and, and Polo and, you know, all that. That's so when I actually went into the business world, once I graduated college, and started getting money, I started spending my money on things that I couldn't afford when I was in high school that I wanted, right? You, you end up having, you make up for that. And you're like, oh, now I got money. I can, I can buy all these things. But then I had a job that I had to actually wear business attire for. But I was going to Express and, and all these cheap places to get, you know, shirts and pants that didn't necessarily fit well and they were bad quality. Um, and I was like, you know what, let me, let me try to get something made. So I had something made. I didn't like the way it, it, it fit. And um, they invited me to an event. And in speaking with the owners, they had my same background. They went to college for finance and, you know, they didn't have any, any background in it, but their roommate, their family had a tailoring factory in Thailand, right? So then they decided to start the business and, and that's how it happened. And, um, and they didn't know anything beyond that. It was more just business as opposed to, you know, really understanding, um, you know, what, goes into menswear and all that. So I said, you know what, I, I can do a better job of this because, you know, uh, they, they did a terrible job with me, but the fact that I got that introduction actually, you know, kind of lit a, lit a, lit a fuse. And, uh, I started just diving into educating myself and, and, and turning that corner. And, you know, uh, it was something that you said about, you know, your top three about investing in yourself, right? Cause I was investing in high school me, I wasn't investing in my adult me, right? You dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, right? So one thing right. that, you know, I, I started doing that and, and I started out with shirts with friends and, and it started snowballing and, and, and uh, went from there. So I don't have any formal education um, in, in, you know, pattern making, fashion or anything like that. I just do my due diligence. I make sure that I'm educated enough and I know what I'm talking about so that I, you know, I'm able to, to, to provide value to my client. 
that's really impressive, especially when you have the knowledge, the level of knowledge you have, and you don't you're like you're not telling me, yeah, I and I took my money and I went to Seville Row for three years or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's not everybody's story. So thank you for sharing that because that's not everybody's story. So um, you know, it's certainly not my story. I'm self taught and I don't even I mean yes I I had a, a wealth of education from working at places like Bergdorf Goodman or even working in celebrities closets because I worked for the celebrities and you know there's my education is like this yo-yo thing mm-hmm. of so not traditional but yeah. right you don't have to be you just really have to know what you're doing and really have knowledge and passion yeah and you do and I I, I did <laughs> never expected you to say that either so of right of this impromptu like kind of conversation and me get to knowing uh me getting to know more about you and your business and how you do it and you know it's uh, now I'm even more excited right that I know these things when I bring a client to you which I mm-hmm. that was already on my list anyway to talk with you see how you work and what you do because I like to have you know, my business is based on relationships too. And I don't just refer anybody and I don't just work with anybody and I won't. And I don't just work with people because, oh, we're Latinos and we need to stick together. I'm not saying that I don't feel that way, but I'm not saying I just work with people because of that. Mm -hmm. I need the best for my people. And I would hope that they do the same for me. And this is why I have lasting relationships. And this is why people hire me over and over again. And that's why I stay in business because the client for me really does come first. That's what I love. I love to make them happy. They're happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Yep, Next. Yep. And, and and what we do is, is more of an art, right? Um, and, and, you know, uh, half of the time we're, we're artists, the other half we're therapists. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. I enjoy that part, too. I, I don't mind that part. So, oh, my gosh, this was the longest podcast I ever did. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with you. I mean, I could go on with my questions, but I always try to, I try to do a 10 question podcast and keep it simple. I think I went a little beyond that, but your answers were so thorough and so perfect. And this is why I do this because I want people to know people like you, um, to know your story, to know your background. And then on top of all of that, to match it, you have this rich business because of your your wisdom, your knowledge, how you put it all together, you know? So I just think like your own bespoke situation, I I think it's so, so cool. So thank you so much for being here. Please let my listeners know where they can find you so they can ask you questions, so they can see your suiting, so they can see your Instagram. Absolutely. So uh, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Um, And I look forward to to talking to more as far as uh, finding me. It's uh, Cesar Renoir. Uh, and on Instagram, www.cesarrenuan, um, um, all my information is there. And, and if you uh, are in the market or, or need any uh, help or advice, feel free to reach out. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was exciting. Whoever's listening, tell a friend, go get your brother, get your husband. You don't have to be in the room. But let him listen, let him learn, let him glean. Because the same way you women want to know about the latest makeup and the latest handbag and accessories and what shoes, men want to know it too. And I think it's our job to help them say, hey, I don't know about suiting, but I can point you in the direction. That's what this is all about. So feel free to get your men 
um, all your men, right? It doesn't have to be your top man, your boss. No, get your men, get your sons, call your nephew and say, Titi me dijo, Titi me preguntó, do all of that and um, get them on the podcast so that they can glean something and learn something and have some great takeaways with my guest, Cesar Renouan. And thank you guys for being here. Remember that um, you can always like, comment, hit me up on my Instagram at wardrobe boss. You know, I'm there to talk to you, to help you. I, I do it all day long. People all day long are like, hey, what do I wear with this? What do I, you know, if I can't answer, I, I won't answer at the time, but I will. So thank you for listening to the Wardrobe Boss podcast and tell a friend to tell a friend, like, comment, share, and thank you for your time. I do appreciate it. Have a great day. Wardrobe Boss out. Wardrobe Boss is hosted and produced by Eliza Perilla, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Wardrobe Boss podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Wardrobe Boss is a mean old line media production. the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back, and this week we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Yeah.